Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. I'm alone here this morning, but we are back for another Friday morning episode. And I can't believe it's Friday already. We got to the end of the week. It's so quickly. It's so quickly. But we are back here with our roundup of the news week. But before we get into anything else, let's get into the weather headed into this weekend. So in Los Angeles, California, expect clear skies today with a high of 96 and a clear weekend temperatures getting up into the hundreds in Los Angeles. In Houston, Texas, expect some possible rain today with a high of 90 degrees and rain continuing throughout the weekend. Temperatures expected to decline a little bit in Houston, actually. In Chicago, Illinois, expect partly cloudy skies today with a high of 87 degrees and a partly cloudy rest of the weekend. And in New York City, it'll be clear today with a high of 80 degrees and clouds moving in for the rest of the weekend. No rain is expected at this time, though. But yeah, no, like I said, it, we've gotten to the end of the week extremely quickly here. It's hard to believe. I mean, I start my semester in less than a week. And I know for the past couple of episodes, I've been going on about uh, the start of my fall semester here. So I don't want to bore you too much, but it's just crazy. It's crazy to see how time is absolutely flying. I mean, we're in September. We're in September already. The year is already two thirds of the way over. If you can believe that, like it's absolutely insane how quickly time is just seeming to fly by. And uh, no, I can't believe we're actually we're ranging closer to fall. And this means that like all the pumpkin stuff is coming out, right? Like the pumpkin spice lattes and the coffee and the, you know, you have the pumpkin spice. What else do you have? Oreos. There are all kinds of pumpkin spice foods now. It's actually insane. Uh, you're, you know, we've been seeing the Halloween decorations coming out at stores. Like it's just absolutely insane how we're already moving uh, so quickly towards fall here. But temperatures are still hot, as you can see from that uh, weather report. Temperatures definitely aren't dropping uh, really anywhere right now. And uh, I know over here. Over this weekend, it's expected to get pretty warm, so that'll be interesting. I I can't say I'm really looking forward to that. I could actually use some cooler days here uh, on the day of recording this. It's Thursday, and we are expected to have a relatively cool day actually here today, right around 70 degrees, and I am oh so thankful for that, oh so thankful, because this heat has been ridiculous. It is nice, though, in the sense that we have been getting rain lately. Uh, it's been a remarkably dry summer, which kind of surprised me to really think about, because whenever I think about the summer, I feel like there has been more rain than usual, but at the same time, it's been really dry, so I don't know if I'm just, like, overthinking how much rain and overestimating how much rain we've actually gotten, uh, or what, but I I guess that has to be the case, because it has been pretty dry, but Over this past week, we've had several little uh, rainstorms come in, some of them quite heavy. Uh, So we've gotten a lot of rain that way. So I'm thankful for that. Thankful for that. Make things a little greener around here, which is nice. You know, I can't even see the colors, right? I have no visual uh, basis for, for any of it. 
So I can't even see like it getting greener or getting nicer, but you can feel it in the air and you can really just feel it whenever you step outside. So it is nice to have that a uh, bit of extra rain to make things just a little more fresh, a little more uh, nice when when you step outside. But no, it, it's absolutely crazy, like I said. And I want to know how you guys... I feel like we discuss this every fall. I, I could be crazy, but I feel like whenever we get to this time of year, we get into this discussion about the pumpkin spice uh, foods and all the fall time food. And it's just like... I don't know. I like pumpkin spice. I've actually gotten onto the pumpkin spice train. Uh, that's very dangerous. I'll tell you that right now. And you know what I could go for? I know we're not actually in fall yet, but I could go for like a nice fall time apple pie. That sounds absolutely wonderful right about now. Um, so that, that could be interesting. One thing I am doing right now, though, I'll, I'll tell you before we get into the news here, is I'm starting a, like, fall-time workout routine, I guess. Uh, well, you know, definitely still summer, so I guess it's the late summer workout routine, right? Uh, I got a little derailed this summer. I was supposed to really get myself back into shape uh, during the summer, but a lot of that got derailed, and so we're starting late. We're starting late, but we're going to get there, I, I swear, and... You guys know. If you've been a longtime listener of the show, this is not the first time that I've gotten into, uh, you know, trying to get myself into an exercise routine and stuff like that. And it's failed every time before now. Uh, so I'm going to put it out there one more time and hopefully I can stick with it. Uh, you know, I'd say if I can get myself to the two week mark, I'll, I'm going to be pretty confident that I'll be able to continue it. If I can get through two weeks straight of doing this routine, uh, I think I'll be in the market to, you know, stick with it. So that'll definitely be an interesting thing moving forward. I'm very excited about that though, but I've done enough rambling, uh, before we get into this show, I I've done plenty. So let's jump in here because we definitely have some major uh, news to talk about here. And we start out with another update of the Mar-a-Lago search situation and all the battles surrounding that. By now, you will have seen the pictures at Mar-a-Lago with documents labeled as top secret. The Department of Justice counters the Trump team's accusations of legal rights being violated. In the document, the DOJ says that former President Trump has been making wide-ranging meritless accusations against the government, and this filing is meant to straighten out what's going on. The federal government also brought in receipts in the form of a photo that displays the state of the documents described in the redacted affidavit, and now you can really see what the government is talking about here. In the picture, you see unsecured documents of various classifications, including how they were spread out to be photographed. The Department of Justice says that the documents were laid out half haphazardly and were also filled with magazines and photos. The Department of Justice also revealed that back in early June, lawyers for the former president signed a letter saying that a diligent search of boxes was carried out at Mar-a-Lago and all documents were handed over. 
They believed in June that the boxes were removed from the storage room and that all documents were found from that storage room. And in the 45 days between June and August, there were no classified documents detailed. But in August, the search carried out by the FBI revealed 100 documents of this nature. The Department of Justice says that the documents belong to the government and not the former president. The battle with this whole situation will continue and we will update you as more info comes out. Now, we just got two different rulings from two different judges on whether or not abortion should be a state or federal matter. These rulings came from two different states, and this could cause the abortion debate to be sent back to the Supreme Court once again. In just the last few days, we have seen different rulings from two different judges, like I said. One from a federal judge last week in Texas, temporarily blocking the federal government's guidance that overpowers statewide abortion restrictions in the state of Texas. On the other side, a federal judge in Idaho partially blocked the state's abortion trigger law that was set to take effect on August 25th. Now, you may remember us reporting months ago that the Department of Health and Human Services issued nationwide guidance to all medical providers saying that under the Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act of 1986, or EMTALA, healthcare providers needed to provide an abortion if a woman's life or health were at risk. The reason for this is because, according to the agency, abortions are considered a valid emergency treatment in certain situations. The federal judge in Texas says that the Department of Health and Human Services is stretching and that this guidance goes well beyond Amtala's text. And the judge also notes that the law never mentions the word abortion anywhere in it. And the federal judge also says that the government inserting this as an emergency treatment creates a conflict with state laws. The judge also says that doctors in Texas should provide care to the mother and the unborn child and should be bound by state law. But the federal judge in Idaho says something completely different in his ruling. The judge says that, yeah, Idaho can keep its restrictive abortion law, but parts of it cannot take place, saying that it violates EMTALA. The judge says that health professionals in the state must abide by that federal law and provide emergency treatment in the event of a life-threatening situation. The judge also says that the trigger law that criminalizes doctors for providing abortions in health-threatening situations cannot stand. That part needs to go. It is likely that the Department of Justice will appeal the Texas ruling and that the state of Idaho will appeal the Idaho ruling. The losers will then likely appeal again and these cases will make their way back to the Supreme Court. 1.6 million taxpayers are getting a refund or credit from the IRS to the tune of $1.2 billion, but it is only for a very specific group of people. If you or your business filed your 2019 tax return but acquired a failure to file penalty fee, you will qualify for an automatic refund. 
you will not need to apply for this refund. The IRS says you could also get this even if you haven't filed your 2019 or 2020 tax returns as long as you have it filed by September 30th of this year. If you have a business and think you qualify, there are several deadlines you need to follow. The IRS is doing this because it is part of the pandemic relief, but also the IRS is under a lot of pressure from Congress to clear the backlog of all of the tax returns that have been sitting there unprocessed for months. The IRS said that these credits will be completed by the end of September. The Biden administration has just strengthened DACA and the Department of Homeland Security has formally registered a rule that codifies the program as we know it. DACA protects children of migrants brought to this country as minors and it allows them to legally work in the United States as long as they meet certain criteria. This new rule does not change the current DACA eligibility requirements. Back in June, it marked 10 years since then-President Obama issued a memo that created the DACA program. But a presidential memo is not a law, and that's why then-President Trump tried to end the program in 2017. His attempts were actually blocked by the Supreme Court, and we covered that back in June of 2020. Fast forward to day one of the Biden administration when they issued another executive order to try and strengthen the DACA program. By September of 2021, the Department of Homeland Security started the process of ensuring DACA into the federal code through a lengthy process called the federal rulemaking process. This process includes a long commenting period. And this particular process brought in 16,000 public comments. That comment period ended and the Department of Homeland Security officially registered a final rule of regulations through the National Register. This does not imply that DACA is safe by any means. Congress is still more powerful and there are still court cases trying to end the program. The FDA this week has amended the emergency use authorizations for both the Moderna and the Pfizer and BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines. The reason for this update is because there are two new booster shots from these two companies that are said to help fight against some of the most common strains of the COVID-19 virus that we are seeing right now and that we are expected to see during the fall and winter months. These strains include the original strain of the virus that we saw starting in 2020, along with the Omicron subvariants known as BA4 and BA5. So who is eligible for these shots? Well, the eligible age groups differ for these two shots by a little bit. So first, under the amendment of the Moderna Emergency Use Authorization, those who are 18 years or older will be able to receive a single dose of this updated vaccine as long as two months have passed since they received their last dose, whether that was part of the original series or after a booster dose. However, under the Pfizer EUA, those who are 12 years old or older will be eligible again for a single dose 
of the updated booster shot. And again, as long as two months have passed since their last shot. According to the FDA, these new updated shots have very similar side effects as the shots we have seen up until now, and there are no new side effects to mention. And as I said before, these shots are aiming to fight against the Omicron subvariants BA4 and BA5, which make up more than 95% of the cases of COVID-19 in the United States right now. These two subvariants are also expected to be the widely circulating strains throughout the fall and winter months. We should be seeing the circulation of these shots very soon with the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Lewinsky, likely to sign off on the shots today. This means that we could see these shots going into arms starting next week. Now, as I mentioned in the rapid news on Monday, the cost of raising a child in the United States is absolutely soaring right now because of the inflation rates that we are seeing. That is according to the Brookings Institute, which released a study detailing the costs of raising the youngest child in a middle-class family with two children and married parents. According to the study, the cost of raising that youngest child in this environment exceeds $310,000, an increase of about $80,000 compared to a similar study carried out by the U.S. Department of Agriculture in 2017 when the cost sat at about $233,000. These costs are based on the child being born in 2015 and involve all necessities until the child reaches the age of 18, and it also does not include any college costs. The biggest expenditure noted by the new study was housing, as the current median price for a family home sits north of $410,000. Food came in as the second largest expenditure, making up 18% of the spending. One other notable factor was the cost of childcare, as it can often cost thousands of dollars for a family to send their child while they go off to work. One thing that has caused the difference in costs between the two studies is inflation. For the study that was carried out by the Department of Agriculture, an inflation rate of 2% was used. Because of the dramatic rise in inflation in recent times, the Brookings Institute had to find a reasonable percentage to use that includes a reduction during this 17-year period. This led them to using an inflation rate of 4% for their study. It is also worth noting, of course, that a lot of this is all an estimation. Environmental factors such as the constantly evolving inflation rate can cause that number to change for sure. It can decrease. It can even increase. Different factors can cause different changes to this cost. Now getting into rapid news, Serena Williams beat number two seat Annette Contevate in the U.S. Open on Wednesday, continuing her epic last tournament of her career, and more details on this will come in the new show on Tuesday, because trust me, this is something that we're going to want to talk about, along with some other things involving Serena Williams that are just, it's truly amazing. Just join us on Tuesday morning for that first show. It's going to be a fun time. 
Also, a UN mission has been sent out to the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in an attempt to stabilize the area, hoping to avoid a nuclear tragedy, and more on that could be coming on Monday's show. And finally, Democrat Mary Peltola has won the special election for the lone Alaska seat in the U.S. House, making her the first Alaska native and the first woman to hold that seat. But now getting into good news for this morning, and we have just what I find to be a really cool story. I mean, we've had plenty of stories in the past about uh, animals saving their owners, you know, pets saving their owners. But this one's just kind of cool to me, and I don't know if it's because I'm a cat person or what it is. But there was a cat in Mississippi who basically saved her owner from an armed robbery at his home. Uh, It's a 20-pound calico, which that alone is insane. A 20-pound calico. That is adorable. I want to meet this cat. I want to give her a hug. Uh, (laughs) But... She saved her owner, like I said, from an armed robbery. It started around 2, 3 o'clock in the morning when she came into his room and just started, like, jumping on the bed. Actually, it started with her meowing in the kitchen, but then she came into his room and jumped on the bed and started literally pulling the comforter back, scratching at his arms, trying to get him out of bed. And eventually he got up and went to go see what was going on, and at his back door he saw two young men he described them as, one having a uh, one holding a handgun and one using a crowbar to try and get the door open. By the time he went and got a handgun for himself, the two men had gone. He said he didn't end up calling the police, but just, I mean, this cat's a savior. This whole situation could have gone down so differently if this cat hadn't, you know, been crazy and, you know, started meowing or hadn't, like, tried so hard to get him out of bed. And it's funny because... From the owner, he said, you know, you hear of guard dogs. You don't typically hear of guard cats, but this is exactly what she was in this instance. Just, like, absolutely incredible uh, and absolutely just awesome. And what's also kind of amazing about this cat is that the owner had actually saved her uh, and, and gotten her from a humane society shelter uh, near him. So... He basically saved her and brought her home and and brought her into his life, gave her a forever home, right? And so she comes back and saves his life. That is honestly just amazing. That is amazing. Or in either way, like, say that whole situation goes down, say she's not there, you know, like I said, she could have saved his life or his possessions or whatever else. So many things could have happened if... Uh, this 20-pound calico hadn't been there to protect her owner. Uh, just so, so amazing and wonderful. And this is why pets are everything. You know, <laughs> they can help in more ways than you expect, even if it's, you know, a guard cat. You know, you have a guard cat lurking about. That That's amazing. Just so cool. I love this story. It makes me smile for sure, and I hope it makes you guys smile as well. But... That is a short-lived end to this good news because we have a good news story coming out tomorrow because we are in September now. Tomorrow's the first 
Saturday in September. So we will have our good news episode out for you guys tomorrow morning. So come back for that if you want to get your weekend started with some smiles and some happy stories. But until then, you guys... Follow us on Twitter. We will be back after that episode. We'll be back on Sunday for a week ahead schedule episode as well as the Monday show a day later. Uh, So stick around. We have a lot of shows coming on Tuesday. We have the first episode of the new sports show. So stick around with us. It's going to be busy. It's going to be fun. Uh, So make sure you stick with us. But follow us on Twitter. You guys link in the show notes. Read our midterm articles. Read all of our articles. They're all there in the show notes. Share us around if you haven't already, but until tomorrow morning, you guys, we'll see you later.